Yeah. Do you like fingers in your butt? Me? Yeah. Or around the butt? <laughs> I would plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> your wardrobe screams fatherless. We have more trust Honestly, in that top side than people. How would you really say that puts your father? Just saying, why is Did it you get the attention you want? You need Jesus. That's offensive. All right, hello everyone. It is Daddy Dio's back with That's Offensive. I feel like I need a better opening statement. Um, <laughs> oh, that was good. You think it's good? Yeah, Has it's energy? Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my high pitch, people are just going to turn it off from <laughs> the get go. But um, I have Thompson here today. Mm. You probably see him all over my Instagram and all over my OnlyFans too. Oh, yeah, we have a couple of them together. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because I think everyone thinks we fuck. Really? And, <laughs> and you know, we don't. Just no. putting that out there. <laughs> we, you know, we make content. We make good content. Yeah. But however, it's as platonic as my brother. No, I don't want to say like my brother because my brother using a vibrator on me is weird. But like maybe a stepbrother. <laughs> yeah, like a stepbrother relationship. <laughs> I don't know. People, people are going to believe anything online anyway. You can tell people anything and they're still going to believe what they want to believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's impossible. So for the, you know, for the simps out there. Mm -hmm. We're totally fucking. Yeah, we're totally fucking. <laughs> um, so this is your first interview. Are you nervous? No, I just think I just never do them. Because I, yeah. like, I feel like I like being like super, just like, who is this guy? What is he about? Like, you like to be mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it feel to be one of the most wanted guys on OnlyFans that I know? It's very weird. <laughs> it just happened by accident because it wasn't a plan. And I think that's why it works so well because it wasn't on purpose. Yeah. Because it was on purpose, then it would be obvious. It's kind of like, you know, when a guy's on a date, because uh -huh. all my friends are like, they go on dates all the time. And I'm yeah. like, this sounds exhausting. Like, why are you going on all these dates? Because they all go there with the intention to have sex. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So I feel like, but the girls can just, you just, they can just read it off your body. You uh-huh. But with me, I never did OnlyFans to do OnlyFans because I was always like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> that's why I think they're like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. So I feel like that's what, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So you feel like girls want you more because you are so aloof about them. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like I wasn't even I wasn't even trying to do this. It just fell in my lap. Yeah. yeah. And truthfully, I feel like girls like always are like they I've said this so many times, like when a guy is like, Oh my god, we don't have to hook up that makes me want to hook up with him. I'm like, it's true. like the reverse psychology. And it only works if it's like really genuine though. Like if a guy's like, yeah. you don't have to hook up and then it's really touchy. Yeah. Because girls tell. can read everything. They can tell everything. Yeah. So you have to be genuine. Like, I don't care. Like that's what I was saying too. Like, you know, when I used to go on dates back in the day and stuff, like I'd go on a date just to the intention to have a good time with a girl. I had no intentions of anything happening afterwards. Uh -huh. Which then makes things actually happen afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> which is like so counterintuitive sounding, but that's how it works. So is that the advice you would give to men who can't pull girls? Yeah, just genuinely just be interested in somebody else. Uh -huh. you know, and actually have a conversation with them. Yeah. That would be like the first piece of advice. Second piece of advice is just work on yourself. Because if you're a good quality person, people will want to be with you. Yeah, if definitely. You, if you're just like a lazy bum, like uh -huh. nobody wants to be with you. Yeah. So you're like... It's pretty the... obvious. <laughs> nobody does it. And we sit online like learning tricks and stuff. Oh, this is how you talk to a girl. I'm like, no, just be a good person. Develop yourself. Yeah. Go into things like just open-minded and things will happen. Like as a man as well, because I feel like for girls, what works with sex, like it works with men with relationships. So like if a girl is off the bat, like I want to date you, like when you're just meeting them, then you don't want to date them. And then mm. you're like, what the fuck? Mm. So like the guys need to use that psychology. Like I wouldn't want to date a girl who all of a sudden is like making me stop talking to all these other girls. It's like the same with sex. Like just yeah. go, yeah. <laughs> go yeah. in that same way. Yeah. It's interesting how it works. So that was a little bit of for the men, but for the girls, I want to know 
the best blowjob tips that you can give, like what feels good for women sucking your dick. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally we went over a bunch of questions and I added these this morning <laughs> to blind. I was not aware <laughs> these questions are gonna be in there. <laughs> I think I prefer a more teasy than like just like I don't really like deep Like the gobble stuff. gobble. Yeah, and I don't like a lot of like spit and stuff either. It grosses me out. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like the opposite of every other guy. I probably would like to be deep throated and like lots uh-huh. of spit. And I don't. Well, like that's it. like what they like in porn. But I feel like some things that guys think they like or do like, it's like a lot from the porn industry. And like, I'm more yeah, because I'm more about connection and like intimacy and stuff. So if there's like intimacy and connection, and I'm more I'm more like driven by like emotion than like pure sexual act uh-huh you know what i mean yeah so if a girl was being more teasy and looking up at me and stuff like and like i'd see that would genuinely into me and stuff that would be a, such a turn on rather than a girl like doing a whole performance i'd be like what the fuck's going on like <laughs> i don't need a show like, like i wanted to show watch porn. there's tears in her eyes yeah be like what is happening <laughs> it doesn't even feel that good when they just put the whole thing in their mouth i'm like what the fuck's happening <laughs> how interesting it's funny because my one guy friend i i was hooking up with his roommate and i was like you know he says i don't give that good of head like what do i do better and he's like focus on the tip Adelia. i know you'll throw up deep learning he's like focus on the tip and i started and he's like you got so much better yeah there you go (laughs) so you also are self-proclaimed good at giving woman head so give guys advice (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god i'm so not used to talking about this shit oh my gosh you have to like okay here's my advice right like whatever technique you have like you can figure that out (laughs) i think the thing that's most important is like when you if you're doing anything like this you have to make the person feel comfortable right yeah because if the girl gets in their own head thinking like oh my god he's been down there for so long and i can't get off now he's gonna think i'm weird blah 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 Uh now she's not gonna be able to get off and now she's not gonna enjoy it so you're gonna have to like you want to reaffirm them like hey i'm having like it's fine like we have all the time in the world all that kind of shit to make them comfortable uh-huh. That's pretty the biggest thing. You yeah. make them comfortable and then like tell them too, like, okay, what do you like? What feels good? What doesn't feel good? And make it, make them feel like they can give you direction without it feeling like it's weird. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody's going to be slightly different. Mm-hmm. But some people are going to want more pressure, less pressure and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. There are some girls who are like, you are so good at eating me out. And then there's other girls who are like, you are average. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Because people are into different things. Like if one yeah. girl likes a lot of pressure and a girl doesn't like a lot of pressure, uh-huh. then like to the girl that... Say you use less, like little pressure, right? Uh-huh. And the girls that like little pressure are gonna say, "Wow, that was amazing." Girls that want a lot more pressure, like <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> you know, so if you just make them feel comfortable, like they can discuss anything with you, then you can do that. It's fine. Exactly. Comfort oh my is, gosh, like, the biggest thing. And it's so crazy because like most of the guys I've hooked up with have never made me like feel comfortable enough to even like let them eat me out. Yeah. But girls, right away, I'm like <laughs> legs wide open because <laughs> I never get like that weird vibe from girls. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah, like, but it's comfort thing. Comfort's everything. Yeah. Do you like fingers in your butt? Me? Yeah. Or around the butt? <laughs> I replete the fifth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, already, this is like a lot. I talk about nothing. Like, I don't even have, people don't even know if I'm Australian or American on my Instagram. If I put a poll up saying, am I Australian or American? People yeah. are like, American. They don't know shit about me. <laughs> Matilda's like, let's talk about your butt. Like, she's like so deep in there, like literally and figuratively. That was oh, my, my last life. question. I, you're squirming a little bit. Huh? <laughs> you're squirming a little bit. No, I'm right. so, <laughs> so you were raised in Australia. So yeah. actually, so a lot of people don't know that about you. Yeah, no. Which, yeah. So what was your upbringing like in Australia? How different was it from like living in the US? It's so different. Like, cause I'm from like Perth, which is like the most isolated city in the world. Uh-huh. So like even growing up, like we just didn't have anything. So if you wanted to like 
do a book order from Amazon, it would take six weeks for shit to arrive. What? So say a book was like $20, the shipping would be like 200 bucks. Oh my God. So you have to bulk order shit. Uh -huh. And then I'd buy gym supplements from America and sometimes they take three months to arrive. Wow. So if you wanted to get something, you can't be like, oh, let me just buy it today. Like, no. Uh -huh. We had, even when I left Australia, which was like nine years ago, we didn't have Amazon next day shipping, none of that shit. Real, that but that's exist. just like where you lived in Australia, right? Like if you lived in Sydney, you might have more shit. Yeah, maybe. It's because like it's there's like there was I think growing up there was like a million people where I lived mm -hmm. in the most isolated city, right? The next major city in Australia is a five and a half flight away. It's like L.A. to New York. That's how far away the next city is. Wow, it's so far away. So unless it's some mainstream shit, we didn't get it. Uh -huh. So like if a if a movie came out and it wasn't a blockbuster, we're not getting the DVD. Yeah, none of it. You know, oh we God. didn't get anything. If an artist or like any celebrity comes to Australia, they're not coming to Perth. That is so crazy because now you're like this big person on social media and like you didn't even have access probably to a lot of the social media growing yeah, up. Yeah, most of my friends don't even have it back home. Like they don't yeah. even know how it works. Like but do, you, also do you have phone service over there? Like can you use a phone? Yeah, but like even when I had a cell phone when I was like 18, 19, 20 and stuff like that, I wouldn't even take it out of the house. Uh-huh. I just leave it at home. Yeah, because you can't get any service, right? Oh, you don't need it? It's like why? Like because... Also, there's like so few people, like it's very clicky. So you're in your groups, you know, uh -huh. but because of like the culture is so different, like there's no celebrities, nobody cares about design and stuff and stuff like that. It's like such a different culture because it's not driven by money or anything. Yeah. It's driven by if you're a cool person Uh huh. and then you can like have a good life. What's like their definition of a cool person? Somebody that doesn't scam people and is shitty or a cheater and stuff like that. Okay. If you're any of those things, like you, like literally imagine if you're from a tiny place and you do some shitty stuff, everybody knows and you're fucked. Yeah. So you have to be like decent, uh huh. Otherwise, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. How interesting. So you said that you felt like you were always the outcast. Like, what what made you like the outcast or like the weird person? Because I was also the weird person oh, growing up. It's because I went to a public school growing up, and then I went to a private school in grade four. Uh -huh. I don't even know, like uh, six, seven years old. And when I went to the private school, I just didn't fit in because I was like so reckless from the public school. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was playing violin at such a high level. I was touring with orchestras around the world where like I was a kid and they were all adults. Uh -huh. So they would like do mean things to me because I think they were just jealous that I was even in there. So we were yeah. in Prague and like Czech Republic and like two people just ditched me in the street. I think I was like 15. They just like ran away from me just as a joke. Oh my just God. just left me in the snow. Yeah. Just stuff like that. People would just be mean. Oh my God. Because then they're just like jealousy because like, like why is this kid like, you know, so advanced? Yeah. You know? But I just didn't fit in because like everything I would do would be weird. Uh-huh. Even my grandparents used to say that because like well, growing up as a kid, I'd be in the backyard building like aviaries for animals and frog ponds and stuff like that. Yeah. Instead of watching television. And they're like, what's wrong with him? Like, because I wouldn't want to hang out with people. I just want to build things and do my animals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which you still have your animals, but you yeah, just don't post them. It's kind of like, you know, when you see like people when they like Angelina Jolie or whatever, how she's really pretty, but I'm sure she looked awkward as fuck when she was a kid. Oh, yeah. So I kind of grew into myself. <laughs> yeah. Grew so, into all my weird shit. <laughs> Growing up, you I mean, you have said to me multiple times you feel more comfortable hanging out with like women than men. Mm -hmm. So like what was like that one incident that happened that just, you know, you're it's like... Just, because I grew up with my mom and two sisters, and uh -huh. my dad wasn't around a lot. So my sisters would always have all their girlfriends over and stuff like that. Yeah. So all my experience was like hanging out with women. Uh -huh. I mean, all my best friends were women. So when I went out clubbing and stuff, it was always me and like nine girls. Yeah. It was always <laughs> groups of women. Uh -huh. And then my, then every time I would have a guy friend, some fucked up shit would happen. Like basically my best friend growing up like raped somebody that I was uh -huh. super close to. And then that's just like... I didn't even know how to deal with that at the time. And then I was like, yeah, overseas on tour. And another of my friends that was in the orchestra, she got gang raped by a bunch of guys. Yeah. And then even now, like we're doing the OnlyFans stuff, you see this other side of men that's just like so creepy and so weird. 
Yeah. You know, so they just can't control themselves. And it's so crazy because just not like used to that side. Yeah, because like the first time I went to collab with you, I was nervous as shit because like within the industry, and I mean just like men in general, <laughs> you know, there's a lot to be scared of, and it's like you've always managed to be the sky that like gives off this golden retriever energy and makes <laughs> everyone so comfortable. So it's like more men should be like you, and like. I mean, how do you make women comfortable? Like, I mean, I guess it's just pretty easy. Like, you don't... You just treat them like a normal person. But <laughs> I think it's just like, that's why I feel like my relationship with men is so weird I, because I've always been around so many women. Yeah. I always see this other side of men that's so strange. Uh-huh. You know, obviously, I'm sure, like, I've definitely made mistakes, don't get me wrong, and, like, I'm not always perfect. And, like, uh-huh. I'm sure there's some women who don't like me as well, you know? Yeah. But in general, I think I'm, like, way better at managing it, you know? Uh-huh. Because I don't have, like, expectations. Because like, if I have a girlfriend, like, I don't... I don't have an expectation to sleep with anybody. Yeah. And I don't even have that concrete mentality of like, oh, I need to fuck everybody. I just don't care. Yeah. I really genuinely don't care. I'm more interested in a person. And the more I get to know a person, then the weirder it, it even is, the thought of even doing something physical. Yeah, right? Like, you know those guys that hang around forever waiting for that one day you'll let them fuck, right? Uh-huh. That just would make no sense to me. Because the more I hang around a girl that I like, the more I'm into your personality, the more that you're like my sister or like my, just like a friend. Yeah. So it's so weird. I remember this one time in Australia, actually I used to work as a lifeguard and me and my friend that were working together, right? It was a girl. Mm-hmm. And um, like, we were joking. We were like chasing each other around and shit. And then I ran into the male's locker room and I just stood there waiting for her to run in. Because uh-huh. I like literally didn't even think of her as a girl. <laughs> and I was like, why isn't she coming in? I was like, oh, yeah. you fucking idiot. She's a woman. She can't come in here. I literally didn't even think about it. Uh-huh. I was waiting for her to come in. Like, that was normal. It's like all these fucking naked guys in the locker room. Yeah. And I was waiting for her, like, because I don't, I don't see it like that, you know? Yeah. Have you ever, like, been able to talk to men and they're just, like, they're saying all these things about women and you're just like, what is going on in yeah, their head? Yeah, weird stuff. Like, when guys, like, rate a woman, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I find that just weird. I just find it weird. How can you rate oh, yeah. like, somebody on a fucking number? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. I just give somebody, that other person's a 6. Like, what? what? How? <laughs> Where does this come from? I, just, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Part of me thinks a lot of men hate women and that's why they like to do things that are just so, like, dehumanized humanizing to them yeah. but it's like they need to stroke their ego by having sex with women yeah i get a lot of weird stuff said to me anyway in general because i think i'm just like just a white male <laughs> if you're a white guy people say weird shit to you sometimes in confidence thinking that you're on the same page when you're not on the same no. page yeah it's very weird because people don't know that you're you're jewish yeah they don't know like what your backstory is they don't know who you where you come from or anything but they just see generic white guy probably believes the same shit that i think and uh-huh. then just like right they say the weird shit i think like, bill burr has like a whole bunch of cool stuff about that you know yeah or just like if you're like like they'll just say some shit to you because you're just like a generic looking white person uh-huh. without any understanding of like where you came from your experiences are or anything yeah which is always the most shocking thing to me it's very very shocking because i feel like i grew up in a predominantly like white community where like i grew up hearing a lot of racist things and it's like i had to unlearn so many racist ideologies because it's like i never knew better growing up yeah so it's like you really do have to teach yourself to like unlearn that shit because it's like so ingrained just from like your parents like your just like you know oh yeah i remember like seeing certain things when i was a kid and like you just start thinking dumb shit uh-huh and then but i know myself would always question everything because i'm like it just doesn't make sense to me yeah you know yeah even being jewish like i had being told like one time at school that all like Muslims were bad 
And I'm like, oh. I remember even at school being like, that's impossible. Like, you can't just like, there's no way everybody can be that. It's just yeah. impossible. It doesn't even make sense to me. And I, I said that and they were like, no, it's true. And I'm like, it's not, that's impossible. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly how this went down. Cause yeah. this was like 20 fucking years ago. Uh-huh. But I do remember distinctively remember like thinking like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's impossible. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't really care. Like, I don't care what anybody looks like, what their religion is or anything. Yeah, you've always been to the beat of, like, your own drum. Oh, my gosh, I need Yeah, a like, a good person's a good person. Uh. A bad person <laughs> is a bad person. But then I, it's just funny because I'm, like, so optimistic with everybody. Even when I know somebody has bad intentions, I always feel like it's got to be good inside them. Something yeah, there, and right? you don't like conflict. I hate conflict. Uh-huh. I run away. I just ignore shit, which makes more conflict. It's just like <laughs> the, the double-edged sword with conflict is the more you ignore it, the more it becomes more conflict. Yeah, or, like, the opposite. If you're, like, too angry angry about conflict it can just like blow up in your face really fucking badly like if there's any conflict i don't want to deal with it at all Uh uh-huh so bad even when like you know even saying no to stuff i find it so hard to say no yeah (laughs) i just like made a whole podcast episode about like setting boundaries and stuff like that and how how difficult it is because it's like a little muscle that you have to like start using and it's like what what muscle is like the weakest muscle in your body like what what's a muscle that like is so weak that when you start using it you're like oh my gosh yeah, what know. is a muscle? You're the bodybuilder like here. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like you know, it's funny like when you go horse riding. Like, uh-huh. have you ever been horse riding before? I, I used to have a horse. Oh shit! Then you know, like, yeah. if you haven't been horse riding for a while, you ride a horse. Like the next day, you're sore in places you never even thought uh-huh. about muscles. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Or like, if you get to be play like musical instruments, like, or if you never played a musical yeah. instrument, like you start learning guitar, and then suddenly your hand starts cramping up a few days later. Uh-huh. Like, What's going on with my hand? <laughs> you just never use those muscles like that. Exactly. But yeah. See, I used to always be the back end guy. I used to film everybody else. And uh-huh. I I think that's why I could avoid conflict because when yeah. you're the back end guy, you're just the filmer and editor. Everybody just thinks you're like the little kid who's just, you know, uh-huh. like a nothing. Yeah. So then you avoid any conflict because nobody's even trying to get shit from you. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to avoid it. Yeah. But then when you're doing your own thing, everybody wants shit from you. And if you don't give it to them, then they're mad at you. It's like, uh-huh. it's not my fault that I don't want to work with you. <laughs> I just don't want to work with you. Yeah. Leave me alone. Just ghosting people left and right. What people was... will freak out if you do that. It's crazy. <laughs> what was it like being a child prodigy? Hmm. Like, how did you even figure out that you were, like, really good at violin? I think it's just the fact that my mom was a concert pianist. And when I started playing music, I was so young, I didn't even know you could quit. I Uh thought everybody did it. So I just got good because I didn't quit. Mm -hmm. And then I think what happened was I just toured around the world playing music everywhere that I just didn't realize that, like, I didn't think money was important or anything because I would just get invited to the coolest shit Yeah. because I played violin. Uh Uh-huh. You know? I was always invited to cool stuff because, like, you know, money's never been in uh-huh so yeah you definitely change your perspective on life what was it like being able to like travel and tour like being like what how old were you like 14 like, yeah like 14 ish to like 25 or something uh-huh. just touring the world playing violin everywhere yeah it was super fun <laughs> reckless got in a lot of trouble yeah tell tell us about like the stories of you oh, getting in trouble i got like an entire well i don't believe it was 100 my fault but i got 110 people kicked out of a hotel in paris uh-huh <laughs> yeah for apparently because i was making everybody drunk i was 18 <laughs> I remember because I was like, we're like, this whole fucking night went down, and the next morning there's a knock on the door in the hotel, and they're like, I'm like, what's this? Like, who's that? And like, we're getting kicked out of the hotel. I'm like, oh, and I'm just thinking to myself, 
there's no way this is my fault. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm, there's no way. And then we go downstairs and the conductor of the orchestra comes up to me and he's just like poking me in the chest <laughs> and yelling at me in front of fucking everybody. Uh-huh. Like yelling at me like it's my fault. Yeah. But hey, you- it's, it can't, it's, it can't put it all on me. But you know what's funny? <laughs> it's like he put it all on me. Like I was the fuck, like I was uh-huh. the scapegoat. But the funny thing was even at the time, I was like, yep, I'm going to own this. Because like who else can say they got an entire 110-piece orchestra kicked out of a hotel in Paris? <laughs> like nobody. So I'm like, I'll own that. So it was just for getting people drunk not doing anything like super crazy i don't know people were like knocking people's doors throwing up in elevators like getting underneath people's beds all kinds of weird shit yeah do you feel like being in an orchestra at such a young age like was everyone older than you or is everyone like the same age way older way older do you think you had to like grow up too fast or like did you feel like there was a lot of like responsibility or yeah like weird things my friend at the time i was like 14 he was like 21 and we'd go ice skating together and my dad just thought he was a pedophile because oh. he's like, why does a 21-year-old want to hang out with a 14-year-old child? Yeah. But it's because I knew how to ice skate and he wanted to learn. So we'd go ice <laughs> and then we just became best friends, which uh-huh. was like so bizarre. Like, yeah. Do you know many like 21 men friends with 14-year-old boys? And that's the best <laughs> Very friend. Very odd, yeah. Yeah, and we would hang out every single week. Yeah, and did you ever feel that's like... That's really a fucking weird dynamic, by the way. That's so fucking weird when I think about it. It is. I feel I like... can't even imagine being 21 years old like, and my best friend's 14. I feel like you only hear about that stuff when it's, like, celebrities, because only celebrities can relate to other celebrities, and, like, there's all these, like, you know, the yeah, age gap. Yeah, nothing happened. Like, nothing oh, happened. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> just so we're aware. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, did it feel, like, very isolating being the youngest person there? Because it's, like... You yeah, just, I just couldn't get along with anybody. It was weird. Then there was, like, one girl, too. Like, everybody made it out like I had a crush on her, and I didn't even have a crush on her, and then she hated me. And I'm like, what did I even do? I didn't even do anything. Yeah. I think to this day, this <laughs> group of women like were, that were, like, I don't even know, because I haven't spoken to them in decades. Uh-huh. Like, they were just, like, they just didn't like me because they thought I had a crush on her or some shit because people were spreading some fucking rumor. Like, people would just literally just fuck with me. Yeah. And I'm like, I wasn't doing anything. I was just a fucking child. And would just, like, bully you and, like... Yeah. But, like, nothing terrible. It wasn't horrific, you know? Yeah. I could handle it. It was just, like, jealousy and weirdness because I was just so young. And I felt like uh-huh. I was an easy target. Yeah. You know, just to throw shit at. I mean, now you're, like, such, like, a strong and independent person. Yeah, strong and independent Because <laughs> it's, like, you really don't care what people think. Like, you don't, don't even care. Ca- it's so... I've never met someone who, like, is so aloof about what everyone thinks you people like comment on your social media you don't care no. if someone calls me fat on my social media it used to get to me but i'm like starting to get to a point where i'm like okay they can think i'm fat but i don't think i'm fat or like you know but yeah, you just, just like, don't care at all yeah because you don't put any value in your looks like it's no. really just like who you are as a person yeah yeah, I, I don't even care. I don't care about money, which is a problem because I don't chase <laughs> it at all. I don't care how I look. But the funny thing is, I know how to look really good. I know how to make money and all this stuff, and I don't do it. Yeah. That's why this year I'm trying to make. I'm just like I have to re like program my brain because my I have two sisters and uh-huh. my sister has two kids. Well, two nieces. I have two nieces and a nephew and another kid on the way. Yeah. So I've been telling myself the reason I'm working really hard is so I can spend more time with my family. Because uh-huh. if I don't have a reason, I don't even care. Yeah. How is it? Because, like, I think a lot of my friends, for example, and I, I can't really relate to this because my brain is, like, very money-focused, very work-focused. Like, if I could work all day and not burn out like I do because of my mold poisoning, like, I would. Mm. And I have a lot of friends who are, like, I just, like, don't have this drive. I don't know how to, like, get up and, like, do all these things. So, like, how did you start, like, getting up and doing all these things and, like, working hard? and Anything that's creative and interesting and fun. Uh-huh. Do Which you... is, like, with everything I do. So, like, yeah. for instance, like, when, so I was a kid. 
And then I, I couldn't play sports and stuff because it could like break my fingers playing violin, right? Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you could be a linebacker. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what everybody thinks, which is hilarious. So, <laughs> but I would go like literally every time I get on an airplane, I'll wear short shorts. And then everything, like literally every time, uh-huh. the air hostess will always hit on me because yeah. they think I'm a professional football player. That's hilarious. So they think that I'm somebody they should know. Uh-huh. It's, it happens every time. Even if the flight attendant is a gay guy, like they'll also hit on me. It's mm-hmm. fun every single time. So my biggest thing, so yeah, so when I was like, so I went to college, right? Uh-huh. And I I had to go to the gym because I'm like, well, I, I don't I want to do something physical because I can't play sports. So I went to the gym. I see a magazine with a guy with like all these veins. He looks disgusting. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And of course, like my brain, the way it works is when I see something bizarre and weird, I want to know more about it. Because uh-huh. anything that's fringe or weird or different or unique makes me interested. Yeah. As soon as things become like mainstream and popular, I'm over it. Uh-huh. Like, even tattoos. Like I'm like, I always wanted to have all these tattoos. And I'm like, everybody has tattoos. So now I have no tattoos. <laughs> like it's like, I just, I always want to go in a different direction. And I always yeah. want to create original stuff it's never about money or fame or anything like that it's about being and involved in something that's creative and interesting uh-huh. that's different that's what makes me excited you know like yeah like i breed snakes you know or i mm-hmm. go into the gym but that's why it's now to the point in my life where it's like okay i play violin in a different way uh-huh. which people say it's because i was like bored of classical music i'm like no i love classical music it's got nothing to do with that it's just like it was just weird and a challenge to create a brand that makes no sense you mm-hmm. know i'm gonna play violin with girls turning up like a hip-hop music video yeah like, nobody would ever do that so i'm like oh nobody would ever do that that's dangerous you can lose <laughs> your teaching job you can't play in an orchestra anymore it's, uh-huh. it's such a risk yeah so i'm like oh that sounds like fun i'll do that so that's how you started like the girls yeah because i was like well f- i did it because i was like i bet the rappers will all fuck with me and want to work together which uh-huh. is exactly what happened because you used to uh write for a lot of music right yeah 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 so that's how music I, school yeah so that's how like, I, I don't know like every, but, then, but now it's weird because like now if I meet people, it's just like to explain what I do. It's like, okay, I have this Instagram weird, bizarre world over here. Uh-huh. Then I breed weird snakes over here. Then I do all this <laughs> fitness gym stuff. And like everything I do is like, it does. it's not like, oh, I work at Starbucks. And everybody's like, oh, I understand that job. Yeah. Like everything <laughs> I do is like so bizarre. Uh-huh. Like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm no. like, this guy just playing vi- And I feel like you started a trend because a lot of people try to do that nowadays. And it's like, it's just unoriginal now. So like other yeah. people don't get the clout. No. Um, so before you even started doing that, you did people's YouTubes, right? Mm-hmm. How did you transition from like the orchestra to doing people's YouTubes to so like... It's a creative thing. Cause like, you know, when like I think you're a musician, you love doing something that's creative and interesting. Yeah. So I just figured out how to edit. Cause I just like loved camera equipment and camera, camera equipment and editing. Uh-huh. So then I just like, I figured out that whole thing. And then I would just like... I, I just figured it would be a fun thing to do to film people and edit their videos. Yeah. And then I just got carried away with YouTube and I was obsessed with YouTube. Uh-huh. I'm still obsessed with YouTube. Yeah. And I'm so stupid because I don't even do my own YouTube, <laughs> which I should do. You helped blow up a lot of people yeah. who, Yeah. you know, you don't, you didn't get a percent of what they were making, right? Like you were just helping them or like. Yeah. Like I helped a lot of people for nothing. And then the last guy I helped, I was getting percentage. Then of course, as soon as he's made a lot of money, like his management team at the time was like, why is he making so much money? So they cut me off. But unfortunately for him his career kind of like dipped after that oh wow okay because imagine you grow a massive youtube channel for somebody who is like not even involved right yeah they don't even like they're not they're not present in anything you're doing and then you're not doing it anymore and they have to take that on by themselves like uh-huh. how, if you gave somebody like for instance if you had an, a million people on instagram and you just gave that to somebody else and like hey that's your instagram now yeah like they're gonna screw it up uh-huh. they have no experience they don't know how to run that exactly yeah how like 
I mean, in this industry, so many people want to, like, fuck you over, like, take advantage of you. And this is something oh, yeah. we've both been going through a lot. So it's like, how do you avoid that in this industry? Like, it's impossible. You're just going to have to do it <laughs> when it comes up. I feel like it's literally impossible. You can try your best. And, like, I mean, maybe if you isolate yourself as much as possible, make as much solo content mm -hmm. with no help from anybody else. But as soon as you get involved with people, like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just, like, there's no way around it, right? Uh-huh. Because even if, like, people just take stuff out of context, they'll get mad at you and they feel like, like, literally, like, you can work with somebody and you can do everything for them and then the one day you say no because you just can't do it yeah. you're a piece of shit it's it's so crazy how people like i mean i had like my old management you've had management like and it's like they want your money yeah. they don't want to do a lot they of work they want your money they want your contacts they want everything uh -huh. and as soon as you don't want to do that anymore then you're the evil person yeah and what did i do <laughs> they have your contacts they have your shit like it's how, I mean, how does that affect like your mental health at all? Like, has it has it affected your mental health where you're just like, fuck, like, I don't know who to turn to. Like, I feel lonely. Like, I mean, how has it made you feel? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really good at managing this stuff, I guess. Or maybe suppressing it. Maybe a little bit. Maybe suppressing it. <laughs> but you know, it's like my favorite saying is like, huh. it's, it's such a horrible saying, though. Huh? What is it? Like, nothing matters when you're dead. <laughs> so I try and remember that. Yeah. Which sounds so bad. Uh -huh. But, like, in my head, I remember saying that to my mom when I was a kid, and she's like, that's horrible. Why <laughs> would you say that? Because I, like, that's, if I ever get really panicked and stuff, I'm like, okay, like, no matter how bad it gets, yeah. when you're dead, it's over. Uh-huh. Right? And we're, it's going to happen to everybody. I know it sounds terrible, but, like, so what does it even matter then? Yeah. But then I guess it could be taken two ways of, like, okay, well, I'm not even going to try. But I take that as, like, if nothing matters when you're dead, I may as well have the best life I possibly can have. And mm -hmm. if I face adversity, I'll just work through it because it's going to be over at some point. Either I'll die or I'll get through it and there'll be a good time after it. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. I don't know. Definitely. You may as well just be a good person and have a good time. So how would you, like, help any people listening, like, grow their YouTube, grow their Instagram? Because it's, like, getting way more competitive nowadays. It's just a lot harder. Do you even recommend people getting into the business? Yeah, it's fun. Like, <laughs> as long as you're willing to do the work, right? Yeah. But what you have to do is, like, whatever your skill set is, it's not enough. Yeah. Right? So if you're, like, I'm a model and I'm super hot, nobody cares. There's plenty of hot models. So, like, what is your edge? What makes you different, right? So and with a lot of people try to, like, I think over-sexualize themselves. Oh, yeah, that's terrible as well. And then I don't think it works very well, like, if you have an OnlyFans, if you have any other, like, all these forms of social media, because, like, then what? Like, they'll, they'll look you up on Pornhub, and, like, they want stuff for free, but, yeah. like, they, they can't relate to so you. So think about this, right? I'm a guy. So uh -huh. put yourself in a guy's shoe, right? So yeah. say you're a girl watching this, and you're like, I want to start an OnlyFans, right? So if you post lingerie pictures on your Instagram, then the guy's going to go to your OnlyFans, and he's going to want to see everything, because he uh -huh. doesn't know anything about you. He's yeah. just sexualized you. You're just a sexual object, right? But if you do like YouTube or Twitch and you're fully clothed in like a hoodie that's covering up everything and you're showing personality, now he's like liking you as a person, right? Uh -huh. So now when, you go, when he goes to your OnlyFans and you're selling just a bikini picture or a lingerie picture, he'll spend the money and be happy. Yeah. Because he's buying it because he likes you. Exactly. Not, you're not a sexual object to him. You're like, he, he's, all, he's into your personality. That's, like, what I've been trying to do a lot more because, like, I mean, I've always been really sexual on Instagram, but, like, for me, it just, like, makes me feel liberated. But then there's people getting mad at how much I charge for, like, a sex tape or how much I charge for a blowjob video or how much – and it's, like – the pe like if they liked my personality maybe a little more <laughs> yeah so if you develop out which is obviously it's the harder long term game right because uh -huh. if you develop that stuff out then when they see like oh like she's here here she just she's finally showed a nipple yeah they'll like buy the crap out of it and be so excited uh -huh. that that's what they got to see how do you think people can like get in touch with like how they can really present themselves online because I mean being your authentic self is great but I feel like you have to show parts of yourself and the parts of yourself that people want to see because no one wants to see 
I mean, maybe some people do, but like, you know, you have like snot bubbles running down mm. your face because you're crying all the time. You know, maybe that's not what you want to portray on social media. That's the thing is like, you want, but the thing is, that's the stuff that works. <laughs> you have to be genuine in yourself. Yeah. Because they want to see the flaws, they want to see everything. Uh -huh. You're too perfect, you're unrelatable. Do you feel like you've been really genuine? No, not at all. <laughs> my whole branding at the beginning was to be so insane that if you saw one of my videos, I don't care if you loved it or you hated it, you'll never forget it, and I'm the only one who does it. Yeah. And phase two was develop it to actually showcase my personality, uh -huh. which I never got to yet. Because I was so burnt <laughs> out from running YouTube for so long, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So this year, I'm going to do it. Uh huh. And then the thing is, like, you're like, well, how are you going to do that? Like, well, to create a YouTube channel, like you said, everything's been done. Yeah. So the biggest thing now, the biggest thing is like audience participation. So if you can involve your audience in your, con in your content and they actually know they can win experiences or, or do things with you and stuff like that and it's real and it's genuine, uh -huh. then like the, then people will really actually want to do stuff with you. Yeah. Right? That's why Mr. Beast is the biggest YouTuber in the world. Who is? Mr. Beast. It's like 80 million. Oh my it's gosh. All like Again, I live under a money. rock. Yeah, because everything's games to win money. And he's just involving his audience in everything. And everybody uh -huh. knows it's genuine and it's real. Like you do one giveaway once, people could be like, was that real? Was it fake? But if you're continuously giving away experiences or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and people are seeing it, like you can physically touch so many people too and like have like a good impact on their life. People will really fuck with you. Yeah, definitely. I think people, a lot of people miss that. Or you could clout farm. That's my favorite. That's my favorite term. Oh, how do you do? What's that? That's when you basically just find people with a lot of followers and you just clout farm. <laughs> you just farm all that clout. What's so funny. And I know lots of people like that. And I see so many people who do that, who are like friends with very famous clout people. Farmers. And yeah, clout farmers. I it's see so best. many clout. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck term came from. Did you know like that, that one, that one saying no cap? I don't get that. Like it's such a weird, I could never say it. I feel oh, like no maybe cap. I'm too old. I, I, I really I didn't understand it. it. Like <laughs> I get it, but I can't be like, oh, you're capping. I'm like, whoa, I feel weird by saying it. But oh, maybe, maybe this, this is just a theory, but maybe people say like you're capping because people who wear like baseball caps are trying to hide their hairline. Their boldness. Yeah. <laughs> their boldness. I, just, like, I, can't, I can't get behind that one. Like, there's like, I, like, I feel like, you know, when you get older, like you get stuck with the slang that you used 10 years ago and like you're, you're like an uh -huh. old man or an old woman now. Yeah. But, like the clout farming one, that's like the best thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> so many people are online just clout farming. People. Okay. So like the people that I see who clout farm a lot don't really have their own audience or their own following and it's crazy because like their best friend might have like millions of followers and then they might have like 100 200,000 followers after being with them so much so I'm like they really don't have their own audience mm -hmm. at this point it's just like it's the most ingenuine and inauthentic way to like get an audience oh yeah and I think too like so many of these like OnlyFans girls like they'll really just try to get each other's like subs get each other's clout and I'm like they, what they'll buy like two videos <laughs> off you and then just be done because you know it's like where where's your personality where is like who you are yeah um do you feel like not showing your personality on social media like has it I mean, has it bothered you? Like, are you just like, I want to scream and shout that this is like my personality? Or are, are you very fine being this like very aloof person? That's like... I'm very fine with it. But I feel like it, it, obviously to take things to the next level, you have to showcase personality. But it doesn't mean you have to showcase your real personality. You have to like embody whatever persona you want to have that you want yeah. to see. Because see. Uh -huh. there's plenty of people like, you know, like Jake Paul. 
Yeah. Like everybody tells me he's such a nice guy, but the whole world thinks of him as a villain. Yeah. But he plays into it because he knows how much money it makes him. Uh huh. So you don't have to even be your genuine self. You can play a character. Uh huh. But if you show no personality whatsoever, like my videos, I'm just playing violin and I barely say a word. Then I'm just like, it, it does create like interest yeah. to then hopefully push into something when you start showing personality, people are interested to learn more. Yeah. So it can be a good technique to get people interested first. Uh huh. And, but then it, it's just going to hit, it gets to a point where it, it hits a wall and you can't continue. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, even with Instagram right now, like, they're not pushing your content anymore. They shadow ban you every other day. Oh, yeah. Instagram's <laughs> terrible. Like, Instagram doesn't care about you. Instagram doesn't care, but it's a lot harder for you to, like, get yeah. all this traction that you, like, 10 years ago, not even 10, 2017. I remember 2017 oh, yeah, yeah. was the year to grow Instagram. Which I, I didn't even, I wasn't even on Instagram until the end of 2018. So I started 2019, really. Yeah, and you were still able to grow to, like, over a million followers yeah, just by, just like, like that year was still good. 2020 is when everything kind of changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. My gosh, I remember that. I remember my likes started, like, halving, and that was my first time, and I don't think I've ever admitted this to anyone before, but, um, because I used to only do organic growth. I'd, like, I'd send my photos to places, hoping they'd post it, but, and I started, like, paying for promo, like, what was it? It was, like, tw yeah, I think it was 2020, or, like, 20, yeah. 2020, I started buying promo, and I didn't even have an OnlyFans yet, but I was so embarrassed over the fact that I used to get a lot of likes, and where were they? Mm. Where did they go? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, because it just, everybody was freaking out. Like, they're like, this isn't real, blah, 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 but yeah, uh -huh. it's changed. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts, final words, anything that you want to tell people about yourself, <laughs> your darkest secrets? <laughs> I have a lot of dark secrets. <laughs> I drove into a police car once drunk when I was 18. We don't endorse that here. We don't endorse that here. It no. Was a but in Australia, I guess, and where he so, lives, so isn't it's illegal. It's a weekend activity. It's a what? A weekend activity. Yeah, apparently it's, it's not illegal to drink and drive over there, right? No, it definitely is. Oh, what? <laughs> I was in a gated community, so it was like... It was a long time ago. I wasn't over the legal limit completely, so it was okay. But like, yeah, because like, when, when I was a kid, like... I get, like I said, I'm very creative and I get yeah. carried away. So when I was a kid and like, you know, when you're like younger, like you don't have all your faculties yet. Uh -huh. So you don't have that part of your brain that's like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. So when people will be like, let's do this crazy thing. I'm like, I'm all in. I was all into everything. I was just like crazy the better. Like I was just the most mad shit all the time. So I'd always get in trouble. Yeah. Every six months, it'd be some major trouble I would get into. Yeah. Because that part of my brain wasn't evolved yet where I was like, no, bad idea. Uh -huh. Drifting a car in a gated community <laughs> at two in the morning might be a bad idea. Like, Oh my God. I Like the things I would do in high school, I'm like, wow. Oh, I yeah. was wild. Oh yeah. Even college, like my freshman, sophomore year. No, my sophomore year I got sick. My freshman year I was wild. I'm like, whoa. See, I'm like way better with self-control now, which is what's so funny when some people are like, when they say certain things to me and I'm just like, if you just knew. <laughs> if you just knew, but you have no idea. Because yeah. I'm very good at being like, oh, I'm so put together and calm. Yeah. Not really. The first time I met you, I was like, oh my gosh, he could not hurt a fly. And like the more I know you, you're just like, you have this like crazy side of you and like this crazy energy. Although I would never, I've never been in a fight once. I've never hit anybody once. Oh, okay. Nothing. Neither have I. I've never been hit by a guy, never been in a fight, which is crazy, especially coming from Australia. People what about like drugs and drinking? I no, feel, no? Not really. Drinking. Not, oh, no, 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 not, not for fight, not for fight. When but... I was younger, yeah, and then I just quit one day. I, I, would, I drank so much for this, like, two-year period, mm -hmm. and then I was like, one day I'm like, I'm going to concentrate on fitness and completely quit. Damn, and oh, I didn't even think about this, but the part of Australia you were part of, they probably can't even get drugs, huh? 
Probably not. <laughs> not when I was a kid. It wasn't even a thing. Yeah. But we used to drink a lot and play like Centurion, mm-hmm. which is like 100 double shots of beer in 100 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. But I was a savage, so I would finish that and then start drinking like like shots of like bourbon and stuff afterwards. Like, well, I'm still going. And, like, and everybody uh-huh. was throwing up at like 30 shots in and I'd be at, yeah. Yeah. I was a savage. You were a savage. You Super still are a savage. Yeah. One last Low question. <laughs> do you hook up with all the girls you do videos with? I can't tell you that. It's a secret. <laughs> I can never give away my secrets. I don't kiss and tell. You'd have to sign up to the OnlyFans. <laughs> except for us. Yeah, except for us. Homies. <laughs> all right. Well, plug yourself on social media. I am Thompson. You'll find it. Look up Violin Guy. You'll find me. Violin Guy. Yeah. Um, find all my links on itsdeals, D-E-E-L-Z.com. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come next t- Titty Tuesday. Next Titty Tuesday. T- titty Tuesday. Is it Titty Tuesday? <laughs> That's when I release it, yeah. Oh, I was like thinking, is it Tuesday today? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Friday. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Yay. know what fucking day it is.